0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Welcome to the NJED podcast recorded at Forbes Street Studios. In this monthly podcast, we address some of the issues that are facing the younger generations in Adland. Today, I'm joined by O-Media Business Manager, Sarah McRitchie, and Nine Digital Sales Executive, Nathan Turnbull, to discuss the burnout people face in the industry and ways in which these execs have dealt with burnout in their career. In 2017, Beyond Blue released a report that found almost half of Australian employees have taken time off work due to feeling mentally unwell in the past year. 45% of Australians between the ages of 16 to 85 will experience a mental health condition in their lifetime, according to a study by the Australian Psychological Society. And one in five said issues at work cause stress. Those in media know all too well it can be a stressful business and burnout is ever prevalent in the industry and can often lead to a high churn rate with junior employees. Nathan... Can you share a time that you felt overwhelmed in your role at nine or in the industry and as if you might have been approaching burnout?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a really good topic for me because I'm definitely one of these people that is so, I'm very passionate um, and I'm a driven person. So I often feel that um, feeling of being overwhelmed or pushing myself to that limit um, where I can get to that point where I realise, shit, okay, I'm starting to burn out now. Um, one particular example that I was thinking of when I was in the cab over here was last year, um, as we approached the Christmas shutdown period, it always becomes notoriously manic. Um, and I had seven briefs come through in one week, which, um, all required, of course, a one or two day turnaround, which was just manic um and i was trying to hold it together and act really you know i've got this under control and really cool calm collected and i remember going to a brainstorm um at 9 and it was without creative studio's team and i sat down and yep guys we've got these briefs and someone looked at me and i must have looked like extremely stressed on my face and um they go are you okay and i remember just sitting there and just not being able to talk, like actually, like I felt my body shut down, like I couldn't respond Wow! and I felt really like this heart beating in my chest and I became, it was very dramatic, but I, um, I just burst into tears. I just had this big breakdown and that was a point where I was like, okay, this was too much. I was pushing myself far too much. And because of that, I was actually so much less productive with my day and efficient because I needed to gather my thoughts and I needed to come back down to down to reality. Um, mm. So that's definitely one experience that sort of sticks out for me.
1: And how did your team react to that? Because obviously that's pretty shocking when your totally. colleague bursts yeah. out in tears.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone was so nice. And like, luckily, a lot of my friends were in that room. So they were really supportive. Um, I remember talking to my manager the following day, which um, who, again, was super, super supportive. And I remember feeling a bit embarrassed before actually like sort of telling my, my senior management about it, um, which is silly because we shouldn't feel embarrassed, but it, and it happens and it really happens so much in the industry. So I feel like we need to talk about it more, but thankfully everyone at nine was really supportive.
2: Mm. What about you, Sarah? Have you burst you <laughs> in the office? <laughs> 100%. Um, no, I totally agree. It's, I think it's really interesting that you called out Q4. It's definitely a time of year, like there's so much, um, there's so many work events on but there's also like s- such a busy time of year for work and then you've got all the socializing all the entertaining and everything like that as well yep. so Q4 is a terrible time of year for <laughs> burnout um I think the thing for me is I know that I'm feeling burnt out when I get in my car at the end of the day and it might even be like a bus trip and then get in my car and if I cry when I get in my car then I'm like this yeah. is a bad day just get a bottle of wine watch the bachelor <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if that's like the way that you should definitely solve it. It's the way I do it, but I'm not sure if the, like psychologists would recommend drinking and watching bad reality TV. So
2: <laughs> I think it's like a combination. Like if you're on a good if you're on a good run and you do those things that keep you in check, it won't happen as much. But if you are at that bit where it's like you've just gone yep. over the, like just got to that breaking point, sometimes you just need a day to regroup and then get back on track. Mm.
1: And do you find your colleagues are also suffering from the same thing? I mean, suffering's is a strong word, but experience the same, you know, pressures and burnout, maybe you, Sarah, at o.
2: I think it's more prevalent in the younger years, definitely. I think it's yeah. so, um, I think it's great that we're talking about this in the NGEM podcast because I think you definitely find that in the younger years where people with less experience because they don't necessarily know how to deal with it and they don't know who to possibly reach out to help them deal with it. Um, but then I think when you do get to that older level, it is more about managing your own time and knowing where you can offload and knowing where you can manage, essentially manage that. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely in the younger years, we sometimes keep everything to ourselves and we try and deal with everything all at once, and then it's always the straw that breaks the camel's back, yep. just as Nathan was saying, how are you? Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I absolutely, hundred percent agree with that. Younger, definitely at nine. I feel like younger people, um, yeah, it is more prevalent among us. Um, and I think as well, it's one of those things that is so hard to notice. I think a lot of the time it goes unnoticed and you think, oh, that person just has a really bad attitude or is really cynical about things and you put it down to other sort of excuses. But I think that it is far more like prevalent in the industry than what we give credit for. And I think it's time that we sort of speak up and we do make it a a known thing because I think so much, so many more of us experience it than we all know. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Because we all keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Whereas Mm. if we're sitting here being like, that's me too, that's me too, then maybe we'd all talk about it a bit more, but I definitely think we have a tendency to tread water um, and pretend like we've got it all under control. Totally,
0: totally. <laughs> Especially when you're young and you're trying to prove yourself like, yeah, I can take that on board and absolutely I'll help out with so-and-so. And yeah. then you find yourself in a trap and it's like, crap, I actually can't deliver on all these things. Yeah,
1: 100%. Mm. Which doesn't mean you're bad at your job. It, you know, it just means you definitely need support from your organisations. And do you guys find that that support comes from your team, comes from initiatives that are, you know, come from leadership? Uh, Do you want to explain that one?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find that my support comes from, uh, thankfully, I've got a lot of close friends at nine that I can go and vent to and I can just grab a tea with and talk about how I'm feeling, which is awesome because without having that support network around you, um, it's it's really hard and you can feel like you are quite alone in that space. With saying that, I know that my manager is a hundred percent supportive and I could go to him at any point, which is, again, I'm so grateful for, um, apart from that, there are initiatives at nine around, um, you know, we get behind are you okay day and we do talk about it. I feel like there can still be more initiatives to get, um, people feel more comfortable and to open up with others. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I feel like nine does, is very supportive in that way.
2: Mm, yeah. What would, about Omida? Yeah, Omidia. I would definitely agree. Um, Having a manager that you can talk to is um, is a real privilege. Like if you do have that communication with them, 100% lean on them. Um, o Media as well definitely supports the Are You Okay Day, and we have other initiatives around like mindfulness sessions and stuff like that, which we roll out frequently. So uh, like there's definitely things in place there. Um, but to your earlier point. I think there can be more. There can always be more.
1: Mm. And I guess if you guys are, are seeking more assistance and support, like you are, what do you also think that you can do for your own self, rather than the company? You know, having five minutes of meditation a day or something like that.
2: Yeah, I'll jump in on this one. Um, you, I'm the biggest advocate for. You have to find what you really enjoy doing and you have to find that thing that's truly yours and you have to make time for it. So mine is swimming and anyone that knows me and knows me well knows that I love my swimming (laughs) um, and particularly swimming in the ocean. So like 6.30 this morning, I was out there swimming in the ocean. It just completely clears my mind. You can't take your phone with you. You switch off from everything. You've got to think about sharks. You're not thinking about your emails, you know? Um, And that's the thing for me that really sort of levels me out and I always especially to the back half of the week, make time for that. Thursday, Friday morning, um, you'll find me down there at Manly Beach swimming because that's the thing that really levels me, sets me up for a great, great back half of the week. But also like I know earlier in the week, if it is busy and I do have to get into work early, I know that I have that to look forward to as well. Yeah. Also big on my yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Great.
0: Um, for me, I thought, I think it was, um, hard to find my, my thing. As you said, your own personal thing that's yours, that does de-stress you and you can take your mind away from things and switch off. I'm, As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm absolutely one of those people that struggles to switch off. Um, But recently, and it has been a focus of mine, is making time for, I go for runs um, and and I make a really conscious effort to do that throughout the week and on the weekends. Um, And for me, it's kind of the same thing is that you are forced to not look at your phone. You're forced to reflect on your day. And I I do it at the end of the day because it allows me to just get into that mind zone that, okay, work is finished. I can reflect on what happened and what's coming up tomorrow. But then once it's done, I know that I can just chill and I'm switched off from work and it makes me remove myself from that space. Um, So yeah, I think it was, it's at the moment it's running, (laughs) but it's just finding that constant, um, that constant thing in your life that is going to allow you to switch off. Mm. So,
2: yeah. And it's that thing that's for you. It's not for anyone else. It's literally yeah. you're just doing that completely 100% selfishly for you. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think I think obviously any kind of psychologist, any exercise they'll always recommend. So it's good to see that you guys kind of take that on board. What about when it comes to switching off, in, not the exercise side, but going home, like do you check emails at 11 p.m.? Because I do. But, you know, this podcast is about you guys. So how I do you manage so that? About, yeah, yeah, the work-life balance, I guess. How do you manage that?
2: I'll jump in. I think it's about finding what works for you. I went through a phase when I, I'm i pretty sure I had emails on my phone. Then I was like, nah, I'm checking them too much. I turned them off. But turning them off actually made me more anxious because then I would get into the office sometimes and I wouldn't know what I had missed. So for me, I've actually realized that having them on my phone – is good, but if I look at them and know that they're not urgent, I definitely won't open them. Yeah. That's, That's right. yeah.
0: Yeah, I um I have struggled with that and, and disconnecting once I get home or on the weekends. As I said, I'm, I'm someone that is really passionate about what I do. And I, I genuinely mean that. I do love what I do and I love the um, industry that we're in. So I don't necessarily see it as work or a hassle. So I genuinely want to see OK, what is coming through um, in my emails? What is happening in on ad news? Um, and for me, that is like that's something that I'm, I'm passionate about. So it is hard to then disconnect once I go home. For me, it is a – it's still not 100%. I I do need to make more of a conscious effort to switch off and realise that, okay, it's my weekend. I need to spend time with my partner, with my family, with my friends. Um... And that is something that I'm conscious of now, but I can absolutely get better at.
1: Mm. I think that's a good admission. Like the first step to fixing it is admitting it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I speak, most people I speak to in this industry, to be honest, struggles with work-life balance. And I don't think it's just an advertising thing, but I agree with what you're saying about passion. I think we all love what we do. So it is hard to switch off. Whereas I'm sure if I worked in a bank, I'd be like 5 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Turn that phone off. Absolutely. Mm. Burnout, kind of, and stress, and mental health are kind of often topics that NGen leads the discussion on for you guys. What's been some advice they've passed on to you that you would pass on to others? Maybe start with you, Nathan.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I started off my um, my media role or um, career at nine, so I remember going to an NGen in my first three months and. For me, it was such a simple takeaway, but something that's carried through um, even now, and I had one today, is creating lists and following them and prioritising my to-do lists. Um, I feel like it just allows me to feel like I'm getting more of that control back, even when I have got a million and one things due before COB. It makes me feel like I've got that control. Um, so that's definitely something that has helped helped me mm. from NJN.
2: Yeah. Um, oh. I've been to so many workshops. I just think engines are best, Um, and subtle plug there. (laughs) I'm also very involved in it. So, I mean. Yeah, I would agree. There's lots around that they can help you with in terms of the organisation and all that. But even I went to one this week that was on coaching and one of the big things from that, and especially for me now, I've been in the industry for three and a bit years. So you're sort of moving into that more of that manager role and it's knowing um, when you can offload some of that stuff. And I think that's a big transitioning step for anyone who's been in the industry for around that same time. And you do start having people that start working underneath you. You're no longer that person at the bottom. Um, And In terms of offloading, I think that's a great lesson for anyone because whether you're the one that's feeling overwhelmed and you need to rely on the resources around you, and we all work in big companies, like there's always going to be someone there that can help you out or someone that you can lean on or reach to or talk to. Um, Or if you are in that manager role and you feel like you're doing everything and your team's not um, helping as much, then you can definitely... Offload to some of them as well. Yeah, remembering to that
0: point, like I, found that yeah, exactly, delegating tasks and relying on your team members is such a big thing. I've again, I've I've struggled with that previously because uh, I do feel like I can be a bit of a control freak and giving up that, you know, relinquishing that control and um, trusting that they are going to do a solid job when at the end of the day, you're the face of O or you're the face of nine. You want it always to be a higher standard of work. Um, so I've, yeah, I know what you're saying yeah. and it would make my life so much easier, but I think I can do more in terms of delegating.
2: Yeah. And we have to remember that like, we all work on teams. Yeah. No one's out here selling it by themselves. Um, we've got... so like we've got 300 people in the North Sydney office at O alone. So it's like it's a huge company and we've got all the resources there and we work with amazing people yeah. and um, we're all moving in the same direction. So it's about leaning on those people.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm sure all of us experienced you are embarrassed to ask for help, but when you do, there's so many resources and, you know, that's what our leaders are for really. So both of you have hinted that the industry needs to do more uh, in terms of having this com- – the conversation we're having really – how would you like to see that play out? Is it events? Is it, you know, more conversations in ad news? (laughs) (laughs) um,
0: That's a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. And a very interesting question because I think – as we, we, I've definitely alluded to it, that more needs to be done. You're 100% correct. I feel like we all get behind Are You U OK? Day, and it's one day a year where we really go out there and say, you know, ask your friends and talk to your mates and just check in with them. And it's a great initiative. It's an awesome first step. But I feel like in to some extent that's only one day of the year that that's really the spotlight is, is shown on that when it needs to be so much more. I don't know what that looks like. Potentially it's something that NGen, we come up with something together, but absolutely more events and just making it more uh, like open and more aware that everyone is going through the same thing. Everyone has those moments of doubts and feeling overwhelmed. And it's so normal to just, you know, check in and feel like you're not okay. Um, Potentially it could be companies actually um, accepting and promoting taking mental health days. I feel like that could be something that we start to look at instead of covering it up as, oh, I was sick that day. I had a headache. Mm. You know, why don't we actually call it a mental health day and say, that's so normal. That's great that you've actually and sort of get behind them and support them and allow them to take that day off if they are feeling overwhelmed.
2: Yeah. Nathan and I were actually talking about this just before we started this podcast. And I was saying that a friend of mine on Tuesday, I was like, oh, where are you off to? Because ironically, we'd been swimming. <laughs> and I was like, where are you off to? She's like, oh, I'm taking my mental health day today. And I was like, oh, you've got a mental health day? She's like, yeah, everyone else in the company takes them. So I'm taking my mental health day. I'm just going to sort out my life admin. Just going to have a day. I've had a really hectic couple of months. And I just want a day to myself. And I was like, that's like Love that's that. awesome. So yeah. yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. We're Like that would be awesome initiative. And I know that Spark actually did that yesterday for the mm. World Mental Health Day. They were all no one from the whole Spark agency was in yesterday. It was great. Mm,
1: yeah. And as soon as one person d- does it, I feel mm-hmm. like it has that kick on effect and then totally. everyone would feel like they can take that mental health day as well.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, it's such it's a cliche. One day It's one day. And but it, it means yeah. so
2: much for the individual that gets that one day. Definitely. Yeah. And I know I'd, f- like Spark would be so appreciative of that one day, um, and it could make such a world of difference. I agree, and it's um, it's such a cliche, like everyone always says, you
0: know, you do talk about you've got a cold, and you openly admit to that, it's just allowing yourself to um, approval that, okay, it is normal for me to feel that I'm a bit flat today or that I'm a bit anxious or overwhelmed. And just normalising that or just saying, yeah, accepting I'm having a mental health day, not a sick day, would just be such a positive step in the right direction.
1: Mm. Definitely. I think that's some really great advice. That's all from us on the NGen podcast this week. The NGen podcast has been recorded at Forbes Street Studios and we'll be back next month. Thanks for, having, uh, thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you very no much. Worries. Bye. <laughs>